Okay, uh, my name is Narina Switlow. I volunteered in Zanzibar from 2010 to 2011 with CUSO, and I'm here with Gregory Bruce, who volunteered in Nigeria from 1982 to 1984. And we're here celebrating the International Day of the Volunteer at the CUSO office in Vancouver, and we're going to talk with Gregory about his experience in Nigeria. So. Welcome, Gregory. Hi. Hey, good, how are you? Okay. Uh, so my very first question is, what made you decide to volunteer with CUSO or, or go overseas? To go overseas? Um, well, I heard about it and um, it was seemed like a, something that would be very interesting and very fun and very mm -hmm. different and had some purpose and structure and meaning to it and I thought well this will be you know, something to do to try and to experience and to help other people so a lot of reasons mm -hmm. but uh, uh, it seemed, seemed like a good thing and I still you know I still look back on it very fondly. Yeah. yeah. When you so you went through the, the training in yeah. in was it Ottawa at that time or? Yeah there was they had a pre-orientation in White Rock and then mm -hmm. there was an orientation in Ottawa for a week or two, wow. and um, and then we flew to Nigeria, basically through Europe. Oh, you went through Europe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when let's the plane's landing and you're about to get off, you're getting off the plane. What were your first thoughts and impressions uh, of Nigeria? Um, the heat and the smell. It was very uh, different air. It's uh, we we arrived in the north of Nigeria in Kano, and it was. Very nice, pleasant smell, very warm, and uh, you know, it was a type of airport at the time where they brought the stairs up and you went down through the stairs and uh, um, just seemed a very busy place. And everybody on the plane, there were quite a number of people who were CUSA volunteers, so we were all kind of looking around, you know, curious and interested, and it was a, you know a bit of a you know, arrival experience, obviously. That's kind of exciting to, because I know when, when I went to Zanzibar, I went by myself. So I can imagine it being a, a really nice experience to be on a plane that had more than one volunteer that were Yeah, we'd all been in the orientation together, so we all knew each other. And, and then the people who were already placed there, they organized an orientation in Congo oh. as well. So that was quite nice. So there was a lot of overlap because everybody was there for two years so you meet people who are going into their second year who knew a lot of things and uh, there was a lot of information sharing very supportive wow that's great what do you think was as you started to kind of get used to being in Nigeria and, and working in your placement what were the, the things that you struggled with in the beginning um well the biggest thing was the lack of textbooks. Um, so uh, for a while, I was we were using I was using other other textbooks that had had English in them to teach, and then also trying to figure out what level the class was at because there were people who were reading you know the equivalent of an Ian Fleming novel, and other people who could barely barely write. So they had to break the class into groups, and these were supposed to be teachers. So I was trying to get. By grouping them, they would be teaching and helping the weakest student in the group. And then mm -hmm. I was trying to give everybody some fundamentals and, and uh, language structure and how it works and 
make it fun. Because mm -hmm. I was trying to learn some house at the time, so I could use the house being the lingua franca where I was teaching, so I could use that, and, they would, and then I would sort of try to model uh, what I was teaching, the way I learned French, and the way I was trying to learn Hausa, and the way I had some training in teaching. Did your, uh, did your students appreciate you jumping in right away and trying to make things fun and, and learning the language? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, um, there were, you know, it's at school with all these, uh, with other students, there was another QSO cooperant there, mm -hmm. and um, the classes were huge, there were 50 students in a class. Wow. And Blackboard was not exactly very good. And some, uh, so it was kind of a chaotic environment in some ways, very organized in other ways, but it was just, you know, you try to make it, I think teaching is a lot about entertaining and creating a good environment for people to, you know, to feel interested in, in what it is mm -hmm. and to try to, you know, do something in the class and then maybe learn something so they can learn it on their, on their own mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. well. You know, that's very important. So. Mm -hmm. cool. so what do you think, when you think, when you think about your time in Nigeria, what sticks with you to this very day? Um, I think it's just the, I mean, it was a very different culture, mm -hmm. and uh, the weather was very nice. I actually was born in Okanagan, so I liked the hot weather. <laughs> so it was the culture being so interesting, open, but, and where I was, multicultural, multilinguistic. So there was a lot of variety, people were very friendly, uh, the weather was generally nice, it was a very intense kind of experience, you know, um, I don't know, it was just a different different environment than being in an urban North American city where the weather is kind of expected to be this and this and this and everyone kind of walks and does things a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's just a very different environment, so, mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to, hard to explain, but it's very different and, and also very nice, you know, it's mm -hmm. uh, still communities and community, you know, what do you think you've you've brought home with you as far as these kind of things that you like? It, does it act, does it trigger in your daily life still, where you're walking down the street and you want to say hi to someone but you don't, or how um, does it play out? Not, well, um, not so much like that because it's been a while since I came back. Occasionally, mm -hmm. I'll go into a food store, and you know where I was, there was a market day on Fridays, and I'll go into a food store with all the aisles and kind of look and go, geez, you know. Wow, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, daily, it's, uh, I don't know if it really has a daily effect mm -hmm. on my life in, in that way. It's mm -hmm. part of who I am in terms of you know what I learned from that, I guess, and mm -hmm. how I experienced. But don't you know? It, I think a more subtle effect. Mm -hmm. Maybe earlier on it was a bit more pronounced in terms of just sort of thinking about here and there, wherever there is. Mm -hmm. But no, not so much. So. Mm -hmm. But it's still a good, you know, nice, nice interesting life experience. And, yeah, and, uh, for sure. I, I hope I helped. <laughs> of course, I'm sure you did. Yeah. You know, we, uh, you hear stories all the time about um, on the 50th anniversary with CUSO, there was a, a teacher who had, had taught this, um, this young man and he ended up being a, a diplomat or something like that. And, mm -hmm. and it yeah. was, he, he kind of referenced her as the, the reason that and, and she had no idea. Yeah, so no. I think you leave things behind that 
You never know. You never you know. know, right? Yeah, I have no. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have too much contact with uh, with Nigeria, although mm -hmm. I I have had contact with a lot of Nigerians here representing refugee claimants in the past. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. you still, there is still a connection, whether yeah, it's with, not with the specific uh, people you're with. Well, no, not with the same, mm -hmm. not with the people I was there with or teaching or, or associating with as colleagues, but with the Nigerian community here. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, that's cool. Very interesting. And, and if you were to sit down with someone who was thinking about starting on a journey with CUSO International, going overseas and volunteering, what would you say to them? I think it's a very worthwhile life experience. You get to do things that hopefully you're trained for and, uh, and maybe more than you would, you'd ordinarily get in terms of experience here. And uh, it's definitely a helping type of thing, so it's not like being a tourist. And because of that, you're more involved in a community and connected to a community and you get to meet people in a real environment. And um, it's it's a good experience. You you learn a lot about where, how other people are living and the problems they're having. And, and sometimes their similar things are things here are very similar. And sometimes they're very different. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a good life experience. And uh, as far as actually being a meaningful life experience, it's it's much more much better. I think to be somewhere working and, and helping and doing something rather than just to float around like a tourist and say, well, I was here and here and here. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree yeah. with you. <laughs> oh, it provides some structure to life. You know, mm -hmm. Wow, well, thank anyway. you so, so much, uh, Gregory, for for sitting down and, and talking with me. I really enjoyed it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, enjoy the rest of the party. Okay.